Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hello, and welcome to the Ask the Industry podcast, episode 108. I'm comedian Simon Kane, and for those of you new to the show, this is the podcast where I interview the most influential people from the worlds of stand-up, comedy, radio, and today, sleeper hits and comedy awards. Rob Kemp is the creator of the show The Elvis Dead. This show has won or been nominated for over a dozen awards, including the Leicester Comedy Festival Awards Best Show, Best Musical Show and Best Poster, the Edinburgh Comedy Awards Best Newcomer Award, Chortle's Best Newcomer for Music and Variety Act, and so many more. After so much success, how has this changed Rob's career? How is he dealing with the pressure of writing a follow-up hour? Which awards have made the biggest impact on his career and on his life? And what's the future for the Elvis Dead show? This is an in-depth look into what it is like to get a lot of success in a very short space of time. But and by the way, by short space of time, I mean like over the course of about 18 months. It's not like he, he nobody is an overnight success. It's just he got it all very quickly for an amazing show, which I've seen a few times and it's outstanding. But to get that amount of attention in what is relatively a short space amount of time, what boosted his career the most? What made the biggest impact? How did the awards help sell a show, if they did at all? There's going to be an interesting look into what actually makes a difference outside of the Edinburgh bubble and in the life of the performer and their career as a whole. If you're new here, please do remember to hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do remember to leave us an honest, ideally positive review on iTunes. Five stars would be great, but if not, a four-star rating with a review that reads like a five-star is just as good. And either way, please do remember to join the Facebook group. It's called RC Industry Podcast, and it's on Facebook, obviously. Before I hit play on the podcast, I just want to say that I have signed up for the Edinburgh Festival, and I am currently previewing a show around the country. I won't go on about where and when that's going to be right now, but if you want to take a look in the show notes and have a look and see where I'm going to be previewing and where I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, that would be great. I really appreciate seeing some of your faces at the shows. It's always lovely to have the audience come down and say, hey, it's me, I'm the person who tweets you, or 
hi, I'm a regular listener and I love it. So if you could come down to a show, that'd be really appreciated. And or the Edinburgh Festival. And if you're not able to come down, if you could just pass on the message to a friend who's in the area, that'd be massively, massively appreciated. And I can't thank you enough for the support. But for now, this is Rob Kemp. Using my words okay. from my face. Yeah, I've I um I am using my face. That's voice. Cool. Voice. Yes. Cool. You're not nearly as close as no, me. Why is le- that? Because my levels are higher because I naturally go quite higher in this. It, right, you don't need to know this, but like for the edit, my voice always seems to go higher in the in the thing. So I always try and get everyone else's level slightly lower so it doesn't peak. I Really, I edit a lot of me out of this. So I'm not really relevant. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely like... You know, I, I, how much have you listened to a few? I I've listened to, yeah, yeah. I've listened to a couple, yeah. so, a couple uh, of early ones. If I'm honest, yeah, I they're not the best. I'm so, <laughs> no, no, no. If I'm, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's, it's purely out of finding that window to sit and listen to any podcast. Yeah, to be it. honest, you know, yeah, I've got, it. I've got, they're, they're all accumulating, mm. like, like Com Compod and yeah, all these yeah. other ones. That, they're, they're, they're accumulating, and I just don't get the chance to, to, you know. Yeah, I get that. Uh, also, if you see me adjusting it, don't try and help me by moving the mic or, or changing nope. your volume. It's just because I'm, yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah. I'm a passenger. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, no, no, the way, I'm, so the way I'm seeing this one going is like, um, I don't know if you heard this one because it was episode 10, so it was an early one, but it right. might pass you by. Um, Louisa Omelan right. was someone who I had booked before Edinburgh, and she was doing What Would Beyonce Do? Yeah. And then it just went mental. And then I could only sort of get her afterwards. And uh, it changed, like the, the, the reason for that pod kind of changed because obviously it just from like day two went mental for her yeah. and became a bit of a, a bit of a cult following and like a bit of a bigger thing than I think she expected. So, so this time you're getting someone who had a big year yeah. and is about to squander it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm wondering how it's affected your career, how it's affected the show and what what it's like being in that whirlwind of doing really well but i mean i even i even i even joke a lot about how you know prs have managed to make the comedy or like the the newcomer award because that's essentially like saying you're the employee of the month like in my mm. head that's basically a rebranded employee of the month sticker yeah i know it's not but because i never win it i will <laughs> have a go at it. <laughs> i happen to think it's extremely prestigious and to even be in the running is uh yeah, sure. <laughs> Is a, a, a high honour, and I won't hear anything said to denigrate the uh, award you won. The award I well, and the ones I didn't. Yeah, 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 <laughs> of course, of course. Oh God, it's awful. Whenever somebody somebody uh, <laughs> in asks you how the comedy's going, and they've got no idea, and then yeah. you're like you cut, you sort of feel sort of you're, you're kind of somewhere between. Well, you have asked, and you evidently are interested. So I've got license to to tell you about accolades and things without being a you know being self-indulgent like sarcastic well humble. yeah i mean yeah. it's not it's not it's, you know you don't want to be going ah oh, and the, then this happened when in actual fact someone if someone asks you directly surely that's that's licensed to do that isn't it yeah, yeah. I think that's fine uh i know you i mean i've never won as many awards as you but i am aware of the frustration because you especially family I feel like when my family asked me how's the comedy going, like especially when I was entering competitions uh, and I was doing well in them, I'd be like, well, I'm in the final of this, or I'm in the semi-final of that. But then you sort of then feel like, a, not a dick, but like 
they're so used to you going, yeah, I did four open mics this week and it was awful and no one was there. And yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a turnaround. I feel like they're a bit like, when, when did you start becoming good? Oh. Yeah, well, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, and it doesn't, it doesn't change anything in the mindset because, I mean, now I'm of the opinion, ah, well, that's, that was your peak then. That was your, you know, you, so yeah, you got an award for a thing you did. Yeah. You know, it's not you broadly, it's not your work. It's weird, it's that whole, ah, yeah, well, so you won one, prove it, win another. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's, that's a, that, it, that's a ridiculous way to work, but I, I, I recognise it in, mm. like, I, I, it's, it's the, um, yeah, it's, Last year isn't apparently isn't validation enough for my for my entire for for me at least yeah. I don't know what anybody else thinks to be honest because this when you were saying what was it like mm. I was oblivious to most of it mm. I'm told later on that everybody was talking about the show and I knew it was going well of course I did the the, the room was filling and 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 stuff and it was it, like every, every night went well you know but I didn't hear any of it. I I I I didn't, and I suppose that's. But you, why would you talk to somebody about? Yeah, thing? kind of does feel like being in the eye, you know, of the storm. Of yeah. the storm, like that you're in the calm part, and you don't you don't experience any of that. And also, at the time, I was I was staying with my then girlfriend, who who sort of lived in Edinburgh but out of Edinburgh, mm. so I was a bus ride away. So uh, the, the the lateness of the show. Uh, being midnight and then you know you, you do your wind down mm. and then you you by the time you realise anything it's three in the morning or something I know that's sort of standard fringe time yeah, but, I, was gonna say. yeah I know I'm not yes I am a wuss yeah. <laughs> no, so it's like th three o'clock in the morning uh, and then you go to bed and then you have a decent night's sleep and then you wake up and it's at least lunch time and then you do all your getting up and washing of the costume and mm. so on and so forth and I really felt out of it I, I really didn't feel too connected to the to the whole sort of festival last year I sort of felt like I missed and then of course there was the whole thing with my job and having to go back and do mm. some some work on certain days uh, so yeah I uh, I didn't experience the 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 world the hurricane I'll, mm. I was not oblivious to it but distanced from it really weird uh, maybe that's maybe that's how it always is I don't know that was my first thing mm. you know that I um that, and that wasn't a humble brag either that wasn't no, no, no. hey hey okay I hit the ground running yeah. no but I mean <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even know it guys I was that good and I, didn't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that I uh, how I'm going to edit this, you're going to sound so... I'm going to sound so arrogant. It's just going to be that one sentence where you go, I, I just had a job, I had to balance my job. How many of you are doing that? How many of you yeah. have a job as well? Yeah, guys. <laughs> raise your game. Yeah. Uh, are you going to edit that one as yeah, well? Yeah. It's going to just be, raise your game. <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's, let's pause that for a second, right? And let's start with pre-show. Right, so not as in like your pre-show ritual, as in before you were doing that. So like this is 2016, you haven't got this show now. Yeah. You're just what? What? How would you describe your career at that point in comedy? Not in your day job. Uh, I assume you had a day job then. Yeah, 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 I had a day job. Um, 
middles, mid, yeah, like paid middles. Uh, 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 I I would close, you know, small, really small, often unpaid. You know, the, essentially new. I was trusted to close new material nights and things. Uh, not humbling, humbling. Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah. Because my my stand up was fairly is fairly left field. You may be surprised to hear that. You've seen me. You've yeah, seen, seen me. Seen me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So how would you describe your stand up then at this time? So like, because this is obviously pre you taking on a. Ca- do you see it as a character? Do you see it as an extension of you? What do you? How do you see the? I don't know. Uh, I, what is it? What is it? It's um. Who who did a thing? Okay, it's like. This is not a good example. This is a terrible example. It's like William Shatner. It's going to be good. <laughs> Your face. William Shatner <laughs> recorded a record. Okay. But he's still William Shatner being and doing William Shatner. Yeah, I get you. Okay. So this is that. This right. is common people. You know. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to play it down. You know, mm. it might well become. Uh, I, I. It might well become who and what I am. You know. Mm. Uh, but it. it it was because this this show was written in a as I say I wasn't particularly going didn't feel like I was going anywhere I'd 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 had a brush with the BBC New Comedy Award, um, and and that was that was pretty much it up to that point. Um, gongs weren't my friend, and uh, it just in terms of style, you know, they they didn't enjoy me there. Uh, and yeah, it, 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 I I didn't feel like I was stagnating or anything, but I didn't feel like. I mean, there was definitely no pressure on me. There was definitely nobody watching me, and I think that was co- so. That was kind of why I just did a. I wrote a show that was really a. This is for me. This mm. is for me and people like me, you know. Mm. And I didn't really give it any thought to whether it had any cultural appeal or uh, commercial viability. R- commercial viability. <laughs> it was like, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this thing because I've had an idea and I'm going to see it through, you know, mm. and. Um, and then, little did I know how how uh, how uh, much people would embrace it. I suppose, in hindsight, uh, Elvis has a lot of fans. He's got a few. He's got still. one or two, and he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one or two. Yeah, I right. mean, never once, never once, because at the start of the show, I do ask, has everybody heard of Elvis Presley? Uh, <laughs> uh, and not once uh, has that question been greeted by silence. Well, everybody knows Elvis. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. Knows Elvis. yeah. So, I mean, you, yeah. so, so in hindsight, that, and and again in hindsight, I'm, uh, the Evil Dead Two is one of the cultiest movies, mm. and I make no apologies for it being a, a fa- like a favourite of mine, mm. you know. But then also I realise that it is one that a lot of people are going to enjoy. Yeah. You know? uh, so, as I say, in hindsight, it's it has way more. Commercial viability than than I realised. You know, I didn't. I, I, it wasn't, but it wasn't. It was never conceived for that. Mm. Uh, well, of course it was. Nobody does any of this for for. I mean, you've got to be like sort of some sort of eccentric billionaire to just go and do <laughs> something for your own yeah. for your own fancy. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know you. I mean, I've recently met people from like of like nearby schools to where I went to school. Like you know, when you go back home and stuff, yeah. who were listening to the same albums and stuff that I was listening to. That I thought, oh, no one knows about this bad, or no one knows about. Yeah, that. and you kind of feel. Uh, a kindred with them because they've kind of not gone through the same thing but they're kind of into the same thing yeah, if yeah. that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah. so I, I suppose I that helps with the pull factor of getting people in the door where they sort of see Elvis and Dead and then read the description and go oh these are two things or at least one thing I like yeah I'll give yeah although it does work if you don't like either I just want to drop that in there well, <laughs> for, full disclosure I, I've never seen Elvis live just saying and I've never seen The Evil Dead and I saw your show and thought it was amazing. Oh, so gosh. without without knowing anything about either, um, but I mean, you did save me time because the show the film's longer than your show. It is longer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is longer. Yeah. So it was uh, like the TLDR of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of that shit film. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. No, it is. Um, so you're, so you're, okay. So you're, you've got a day job. So I've got a day job. It's 2016. Yep. You're middling at clubs. Uh, in the not Midlands. even I mean not, uh, not no no disrespect to anywhere that I was doing but it wasn't like you weren't making money for I wasn't I wasn't making uh, it was it was not a viable uh, income source it right. was a it was covering my petrol maybe or mm. uh, you know allowing me to continue doing it mm. and what was um, your job then uh, I worked in a school I was examinations officer Okay, okay. And um, that obviously works quite well for Edinburgh, like for summer holidays and things. Except results days. Oh, of oh yeah, and no, I read about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but yeah, it, uh, you get the six weeks. and um, Although actually I was at a school prior to that and they didn't, you didn't uh, get the same holidays. Yeah. Uh, so when I moved schools, I made a point of insisting that yeah. that was part of my contract that I could have those, mm. those weeks. I, t I, I took a hit financially, but... It's worth it, it, it meant it meant that I could come do Edinburgh. Of course, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. so so, and what at what point did you either have the idea? Because I read that you didn't have the idea for the show. It was someone who mentioned it to you, and then you watched a film where they played. A, a, no, have I, has it become it, skewed in my head? That's yeah, that's that's slightly skewed. It was my idea. Okay, <laughs> I'm not I'm not here to do the universal oh, right, okay. lawyer thing. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. All oh, right, I see. Yeah. Did yeah. Ian send you? Did yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, the, yeah. no, some of us right ideas, mate. So <laughs> what, what it was, uh, I saw a film called Bubba Hotep. Yeah, yeah. That, have yeah. you seen that? Have you seen uh, I've you? not seen it, no. So oh, you've watched a whole different canon of films to me, is what I'm getting the point oh, of. Yeah. 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 I was sitting there watching Back to the Future and repeating my teeth. No, snap. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very much the 80s kid. Uh, you know, Ghostbusters is one of my favourite films and so on and so forth. Um, Sorry, I was going to say, have you seen there's a, this is nothing relevant to the, the female one. No, 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 no. There's, there's a, there's a, Shakespearean parody version of it at the Fringe this year. Is there? Yeah, it's 11 a.m. So it's a bit early, but I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on board for uh, that. You, where is that? Uh, I'll get you the details after. Excellent. Yeah, yeah come with on the day I'm going. It's going to be gonna fucking go. amazing. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm up for the, that. The video of it is the you know the um, uh, when they make their little TV spot. Yes. It's three people in Victorian wear holding sort of pretend guns, just going, "If thou is uh, spooked with a spectre during the night, <laughs> hath thou had problems trying to sleep through?" It's just like, oh, I'm like, oh. Oh, mate, this is bang on. This is exactly <laughs> what I want. I want to know how you're going to do the Twinkie. I want to know how you're going to get Slimer involved. I want. I want to know yeah. all of it. I don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, My thing is films. Also, if there's no marshmallows. <laughs> oh yeah. In Shakespearean times. Yeah, well, probably wasn't. Then what is Goza going to? I don't know. Become. 
But he's, there's no fridge, so he couldn't live in it anyway. Oh, God. What? They've got so many I problems. Know. I know. There's so many plot holes in this. Oh, my word. That's the only reason I'm going, is for Schadenfreude to, to see, see how they're... Just to see how, <laughs> how it works. That's uh, why I went to yours. <laughs> what the hell is this going to work? Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a, a film called Bubba Hotep, a Don Coscarelli film. He did Phantasm and... and He's, I don't know if he's, he's, he's B-movie he's, anyway horror director he did his film Bubba Hotep which was uh, Bruce Campbell who was obviously Ash in Evil Dead uh, played an elderly Elvis who had faked his own death to get out of the spotlight and then was now in a nursing home and had to fight a mummy that was stealing the souls of the other residents classic uh, yeah, yeah. So, I saw, so I saw this film and it, I loved it and I was just, I went to a gig, I was just doing a gig, and I was talking to one of the, well, two of the other acts, actually, uh, Ian Hall and Liam Mackay. And, uh, and we were just talking about that film, and then we got on to Evil Dead, and then, I don't know whether it was Ian or Leanne, but one of them said that I bore a resemblance to Bruce Campbell. Uh, and then, we sort of laughed like oh what could what can what can you do with that and then we sort of we didn't really go into the the sort of the depth of it but like what what could you do oh i could do you know uh well i don't know it was, it was like you do an evil dead show and yeah like, oh cool and we laughed and joked about it you know d- dumb pre-gig i would say green room but there wasn't a green you know it wasn't a green room <laughs> conversation it was a in the crowd conversation pre-show and then we uh, uh we we left it at that but it sort of dots were connected and i had a little sort of kernel of an idea in my mind and that was that was sort of five and a half years ago now uh five and a half years yeah five and a half years and then i sort of sat on that idea for two and a half years just with it percolating so at this point, the idea is literally do an, Elvis, an Evil Dead show. Oh no no no! Oh, okay. it, was, it was the 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 dots between that and the Elvis because okay. him playing Elvis yeah. had been connected. But like, huh? How am I going to do that? So I I wrote the I wrote, I wrote a couple of sample lyrics like how it could possibly mm. work, and I, I kept started keeping little notes. But I wasn't really working on it. You know, I didn't really give it any any too much effort. Um, and then uh, and then about two and a half years after that. I, I started working on it in earnest because I'd booked it into the Leicester Comedy Festival uh, six months before that festival. It was the 2016 one, yeah. And uh, and it, and time got closer. So what, basically what it was, I registered two shows. I registered my first sort of, let's call it an hour, which, which it wasn't. It was, a, it was 40 minutes that I'd done elsewhere that I wanted to extend into an hour. And I thought, ah, oh, I've, I've nearly done all the work on that. I can't just do that, that's cheating. So I registered this idea as well, Elvis Dead. And then in the six months, I realized that with the job and trying to write two shows, finish one show, write another one from scratch, that it was just not enough time. Uh, so I pulled Elvis Dead that year. And I, honestly, I'm glad because it gave me that extra 12 months uh, to work on it that made it into the show that it is, or rather the 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 root the sh- the root show you know mm. that has grown into the the sort of more developed version of it now. Uh, so, so the sh- so the show you fin you finished the forty minute show. 
I finished it to an hour, yeah, I made yeah. it into an hour. And what became of that? Like, how, how was that received? Uh, <laughs> now, you've asked, you've asked, so I can tell you yeah. that it was nominated for uh, Best Debut at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Didn't know that, but okay. Uh, best best New Show. Yeah. Um, Whenever you Google you, it's very hard to find anything other than the album. No, I'm no. completely honest with you. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that in a nasty way. It's just, no, 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 it's, it's, know, it's true. No one gives a shit about it. No, <laughs> like it's true. In the you, I mean, like, I discovered, uh, someone pointed out to me the other day that Elvis Dead has got its own Wikipedia page. Yeah, it has. That's, I found. I that. haven't got a Wikipedia page. No, you haven't. It, it doesn't even have your name in red. As I if know. like someone maybe make that at some point. Everyone's I like, know, no, I, no one gives a crap. No, I. Yeah. What will be will be. No, yeah. I'm. I'm happy. Like, I don't. Part of me doesn't want this to be my sole legacy. Wanky. No, no, no. I get it. I you get know it. what I mean. But how ungrateful would it be for me to not? There's so many sort of parallels between it and what my, my experience and the experience of. Bruce Campbell, insofar as you know, the, it would be would have been so easy for him to resent the fact that he's so closely linked to Evil Dead that he can't escape it, mm. and and yet he doesn't because I think he rec- he recognises that he wouldn't be where he is were yeah. he not for it, and I think that's very that's a very important lesson to be sort of taken on board. And I I don't want to I, I I can't be. And I, I, by the way, this isn't even in my head, really. But I, but I, I'm well aware that I can't be uh, ungrateful or even sort of embittered towards a- any impact this has on my future career. Because if it, if if it does become the, if I do become the movie mashup guy, ultimately, uh, or just known solely for Elvis Dead, mm. even that, you know, then I then I, I mean, it's not my dream to. I'd like to flourish in numerous directions but if if that's what it is then I could still be working in a school you know and that's and that, no disrespect to anybody who is because you know <laughs> no you know you We've know got a hardcore listenership of teachers you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. you know, no, I know I, I'm just it's yeah this is getting pretending to be Elvis every night and and Ash Williams every night is a nice way to spend your time you yeah. know for you, you know, not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying that it's for everyone. Yeah. It's not necessarily for everyone. Okay, so let's um, let's fast forward then. So you're at the fringe, yeah. right? At what point in that run was there a tipping point? Because I'm assuming that you know, you're, like you say, you're at a midnight slot in a very lovely venue. So it's not like you haven't got sort of a bit of backing there. You haven't got a name to yourself, and I mean that in a n- most respectful uh, way. I'm not insulted yeah. in the slightest by uh, that, Simon. No, I know, you, <laughs> you know when you have some people on this and you go, you're not really a name, but let's... <laughs> uh, no, but you haven't got... You haven't, your name isn't selling the tickets as nope. such at this point. No, right? it is not. So, I'm assuming first night or first two nights it's not selling out? First night it was full. Okay. First night it was full. Although I did recognise most Humble of the brag. faces. No, go right uh, no, 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 no. I'm okay. just I'm correcting you for the record. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I mean, after that first night, it was not so full. Okay. And I don't think that was in reaction. It was just that friends. Would it was friends. It was yeah. the, the, the you know the audience was after the reception at Leicester. Um, presumably, it had filtered through to some quarters, and then they said, "Oh well, we're in Edinburgh. It's the early part of the fringe." Nothing's. Re- it hasn't really kicked into a gear. We'll just catch that nice and early, yep. uh, or late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah. So the first night was full and actually really nice because of the fact that it was mostly faces I knew. Um, and then there was a, a lull after that. Um, it was probably never. It was. I mean, I could probably get the sales figures up if you want. I don't <laughs> oh no, it's not about that. It's about what I'm. W- I'm wondering. 
there's a, there's an outside perception of hit shows that they're just selling out every night. You don't have to fly her. Every, everything's just going well for you. Every, you know, industry are cramming themselves in, and you know they're going for comps, but they're having to stand at the back. You know, all these sort of weird rumors that I'm sure you've heard from other shows, and I've heard from other shows that are uh, sort of misconceptions. I feel about how a show. Uh, progresses especially over the course of this month yeah, yeah so I'm wondering from your perspective how the audience numbers went and whether there was a tipping point where for example from like a certain point you were just sold out because of the award nomination or because a social media influencer tweeted something or because do you know what I mean like what, what was the what was a selling point more than you standing outside holding flyers um, okay so there was there was a really quite early on um, actually this might even be the thing that, that sort of I don't know uh, really quite early on, uh, I, I, so I bumped into uh, Nick Helm at the uh, at the Pleasance Dome, mm. and I knew he was uh, an Evil Dead fan. So I I went over to you tell him, him, I didn't know him, but I went over to say, you know, I've got this sh I'll tell you what it was, I was doing a, there was a, there was a show that was about um, Dawn of the, it was Dawn of the Dead, uh, with a, a live accompaniment. Was it Dawn of the Dead? I think it was Dawn of the Dead. And so we did a sort of a cross promotion, promotion thing where uh, I was sort of running through, the running through the streets trying to clear the people from this horde of zombies that were coming. Mm. So we had, and then people were flying at the same time. Yep. And, uh, I don't know how successful that actually was, but I was in the Pleasant Dome dressed in my gear ready to go and obviously that kind of gave me more of an in than if I'd have you know been just dressed as me mm. uh, so I spoke to him about it and then he said he was up for it and I don't know whether he mentioned that to anybody um, one of the early nights after the show my mum was here and she went she went because of the mess I make she went to go and find a dustpan and brush oh. and she went upstairs and she was she won't thank me for this, but I mean, she's not a drinker, but she was a little bit tipsy. Mm. Uh, and she she saw Ed Byrne upstairs oh. waiting to go go on. Uh, that wouldn't have been ACMS, I don't think. Was it the asylum? Or would it have been ACMS? <laughs> the show that was on upstairs. And uh, and so she got this dustpan, went over and spoke to him. And then went downstairs and like, oh, I've just met Ed Byrne, you know. Uh, and then, and then, she, she said, she said, uh, go and say hello because I say she was a bit tipsy, a bit more sort of bold than she might have. Other, and I was like, no, no, no. She's go on, go and say hello. Oh, in the meantime, he'd he'd asked her, said, oh, what, what, what are you here for? And she said, oh, my son's just done a show downstairs. And then, so I went upstairs, fully Elvis up, Elvis up, end <laughs> of the show, beaten up, covered in goo and all that sort of stuff, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, hello. My mum just said she's just <laughs> met you. <laughs> I just, I want, so she's, I've come to meet you too. And he was like, oh, cool. And then we chatted about that. And he was sort of interested in the concept of the show. Mm. And then he came a few days later. And then, of course, he and uh, Dara Brin sort of tweeted about it mm. uh, and stayed and took photos wearing the chainsaw and everything. And it was, uh, so I don't know whether that had, a, had an impact. I mean, I'm certain it did because... There were there were quite a few comedians that I knew and didn't know who came. Um, when I say knew, I mean like knew mm. their faces. And then someone would tell me afterwards, "Oh, so and so was in." And mm. so, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's it's alchemy, isn't it? You don't know. You don't know how it works. Um, 
the, so I say there was, there was the first day was full. There was a drop off after that for a couple of days that were. It was, it was, it was never single single figures, but it was quite low, you know. Um, uh, Would it work with a single figure audience? Would it work with like three people in the room? Uh, well, I've done it to four. Okay. And that was fine. Okay. I mean, you've just how, got how do you deal with that? Do you deal with it as in like you're just doing a performance and they happen to be incidentally in the room, or do you incorporate, uh, acknowledge it? Well, because I mean, there's, there are elements of the show that are quite interactive anyway. Mm. So, so I, so that doesn't change. Mm. You know, obviously there become there will become a minimum. There is a minimum amount because otherwise you're kind of hassling this person with all of the all of the bits that you would do to different people across the across the room, and that I, I had. Uh, a, f- a, a friend when I was doing it in Birmingham one time he said uh, he said I'm going to buy all the tickets and it'll just be me <laughs> and I said alright let's let's see what gets weird for first yeah 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 because I'll just be singing directly to you yeah. let's see how it gets see how weird it gets <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I've done it to I've done it to f- four I've done it to six and I'll do it. I, I will do it because I mean, <laughs> there's there's a there's a. It's your job. <laughs> it's my job. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Why 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 don't they deserve the show? No, I know what you mean, but it's um. You know, I mean, I give you. I did a preview uh, two days ago, and I had three people in the room. And before I went on, I spoke to the tech, and I was like, "This is going to be fucking awful. Like, this is not going to work." Partly because, like you say, I have a few bits where I you know do like a kind of rhetorical question but it kind of requires an answer to keep the narrative going really right and I was just worried about it they were lovely like they were the most magic audience I've had in a while because they were up for it they all sort of had their own little in jokes they had little moments where if you mentioned something they'd go like nudge each other and be like that's you that's you that is that kind of thing but they didn't talk they just carried on with the nudge so it was so good and I and it really made me go right okay if you have a per, like an audience of one or three or two or how many is in this run of Edinburgh don't write them off. You don't know because do you? you don't know. Even though I was like, it's too small to do the show to. Yeah. But I. But the problem is, is like, I mean, I have friends who are mu- musicians and and like you know buskers and things. And busking's different. Busking, you can kind of do, and there's only one person watching you because you're doing it, and everyone's just walking past. But I feel like as a as a musician, it must be like you say quite weird to serenade a person unless you're in love with them uh, yeah. and they're kind of used to the icon inside their window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I suppose there's an undue amount of pressure on them to enjoy it when you're like, yeah, right, let's do this. I Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. not fair if you're, if you're, because, because there's, it's not fair on you. It's not fair on them. Mm. There's, like you say, there's, there's, and then they're going to feel like they can't leave as well, which yeah. I don't ever want to feel like I'm holding an audience hostage. You know, if you're not enjoying it, why would you put yourself through it? And, you know, let's, let's, let's all be honest with each other and, you know, cut our losses when it, mm. you know, uh, I, like yourself, I uh, I had a preview of the new show. Um, I drove to York uh, to, uh, and found the audience to be four people. And one up on me, mate. That's fine. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. That name's uh, pulling in the nose. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were they were lovely. They were so mm. nice. They were so nice to the point where they indulged me in in a in a a Q&A to them not oh, they, they weren't asking me yeah, yeah. things I was asking them about what they'd just seen like mm. whether they su- understood what I was trying to do and mm. uh, uh, and whether they read saw connections in things that I'd that perhaps weren't like 
signposted you know yeah, yeah I get you. um and that so that, that was that's always useful it was really educational yeah. yeah it was like really really educational for me because there was uh uh yeah there was one specific thing that i wanted i want people's attention to be drawn to um and it wasn't working i mean like i say i've uh, you know it, this was yeah. one particular preview um and so then on their advice i spoke to a a, a friend of mine who I'm, I'm not by the way i'm not saying i fixed it we don't know yet i haven't done it yet yeah jury's out jury's <laughs> out so, uh but i i have taken no advice on how to hopefully draw someone's attention to mm. to uh, a factor yeah. um yeah so no, yeah no you yeah don't write an audience off yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a very uh wise and hopeful op optimistic uh position to take yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean i so i now break up my year into tour from like september to november and then i sort of take december off to have an idea and then start again but in january and february um i list it i list previews as focus groups so the idea is that people come in and they they're aware just from the title that there is going to be me doing a q a to them at the end and that way when it becomes the preview time in like march onwards so we're talking leicester festival glasgow for that sort of thing onwards yeah. i uh it's not q a time like sort of thing yeah. um but it's really helpful to kind of because there's, there's two jokes in this current show where i hadn't made a connection and it wasn't working and i remember saying to them you know have you got any feedback and one person just put their hand up and just said i think you're fucking your mum and i was like what and they went yeah the way you phrased that i think you fucked your mum and i was like oh i'm gonna listen to that back and because uh, you know what did, I mean? it become, like, did it yeah. become obvious as soon as yeah yeah as yeah soon as you, yeah, ah. yeah. I, have a, I have a i have a joke in the show about how my mum has to wear a strap to support her, her knee and i joke about how she keeps losing it and and you know saying oh why's the dog got the strap on kind of thing and he mistook it for me thinking that i'm fucking my mum and so now i've had to rephrase it to make it just much more lightheartedly jovial about oh it's, it's just wordplay rather than him thinking we've got some sort of sexual relationship have you have you managed to canvas an audience to find out if that's still the case i have yeah you, like so you know that that's yeah, definitely, it's definitely not the not case, the case. Yeah. although i don't say that because then they're like oh hang on is that what he's going for i just say you know have you got any feedback and then go through it and like going what about this bit was this bit what did you think about that bit and they go oh that's silly i like that that's just silly yeah. wordplay so it's okay now but like it was just such a weird you know what i mean like, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have made that connection in a billion years and like, if I've got Copstick or someone from Broadway Baby in the audience, I don't want them doing. <laughs> 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 the last person you want is, you know, that's all. So you, so so next year you're doing your Oedipal. Yeah, yeah, Oedipal complex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> no, next year actually, uh, you again. This is probably can't go in, but next year I'm I'm writing a show called Simon Kane knows who shot JFK, um, and the idea is that I'm going to play a conspiracy theorist who has lost his mind trying to prove that he didn't kill JFK because he found online someone was accusing him of being a time traveler and doing it. So I had to find the truth to clear my name. And it's gonna be, uh, like, so far I've started writing like the, the theories and like what's gonna happen. I, I love conspiracy theories and I love just like reading nut jobs online. So writing them has been a lot of fun so oh, far. Oh, I bet, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Especially as like you can just go, as long as it's got a, a kernel of internal logic, it doesn't matter because you're a nut job anyway. So they don't yeah, hopefully yeah. don't care that it doesn't properly add up. Um, so I'm having a lot of fun uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great, man. So yeah, that sounds yeah. great. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. Back to the podcast. I haven't. I haven't a clue. Yeah, we got a clue. You killed JFK. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> what to do next? Well, that Is was that was going to be the next bit of the podcast. So I'll just skip. No, that. no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 
You're doing a show this year. I am doing a show this year. Called the the Wheel of Shows. Wheel of Shows. Wheel of Shows. And that is essentially a load of shows that people can select, like they do the wheel. Is that right? That's the conceit, okay. but it never occurs. In okay. Um, so you've you've rigged it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, th- I mean, the, the 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 wheel never gets barely gets used. I mean, it, I shouldn't really be saying that there is one in it because it's initially it's why would I bother making a wheel? It's, ridic- yeah. it's a ridiculous. What sort of an idiot would waste time building? A, you know. Um, so the I mean the actual I mean the 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 wheel of the wheel of shows I've come to learn I've right. just, I've, I've come to learn through what going around in circles Literally. is the is the calendar of the it's you're on you've you've joined the the psych, the merry-go-round of shows right. you know and it's the you're on the wheel of shows essentially mm. um, and it's not it doesn't it doesn't end right you know I okay. mean that's 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 in there yeah. for people to see or to not see. Yeah, you know? yeah. and like I say, w- initially it wasn't appa- initially apparent to me. Mm. But then you see, and you go, oh no, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. I've, I'm going to tweak that now so that it's more that. Yeah, you know, the show is mostly uh, about pr- like sort of procrastination and s- anxiety over following up something successful. Okay. So how it's did you have that idea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because uh, I did, I had an idea, I had an idea that I wanted to embrace. Uh, so not the show, a different one. For, well, I'd, because of the initial wheel of shows, pitch for Leicester was just me being a smart ass right. you know to not commit to a concept um, and then the show I was gonna do in in Leicester was gonna be a sort of a Twilight Zone episode okay where a man who's recently enjoyed some success is at a crossroads in his life doesn't know what he's gonna do with himself stumbles into a bookshop finds a shelf of books that are his life and then he's got the sort of he, he reads about himself and then he has this sort of moral quandary about Sort of seeing where he goes next, and yeah, where he reads more books, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, who, who do you choose? To, do you, if you had that window and all that sort of stuff, and the 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 upshot of it, the idea of it was that it was um, initially when he didn't realise the 
that the shelf was his, that he, he had this, he read about this old man's death and he got no connection to it. And then, or to the people around the bed, and then th that he was going to then come back to it. And then it was going to be, it was going to be, if nothing else, phrased differently, mm. like sort of, or, or spoken differently. So it got more sort of uh, gravitas or sort of significance. And then it becomes more of a, that, that, uh, I mean, something something probably as twee as your 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 the your biggest treasure is your family and friends sort of thing. Mm. That's very twee. It's very very twee. Mm. But it was like this sort of uh, the idea was it was a sort of a Twilight Zone thing, and, and it occurs to me I am not old enough or have enough life experience or. To, uh, interesting enough to write that show yet right because i was gonna fill it full of you know true life anecdotes and things but then i thought well hang on a minute there's a whole i'm hoping there's a massive chunk of life that I, i've yet to live yeah uh not that i'm gonna do it on my deathbed but you know what i mean um that'd be a show could you imagine someone wheeled on stage in the deathbed and lift it up and just be like do their yeah, thing like, yeah and then cark it yeah, yeah, on, yeah. The, <laughs> on, the, on their last oh, night man. That's the way to. That's the way to end a fringe. Yeah. No, you know what's brilliant about that? You don't have to get back on the on the train. Or <laughs> you don't have to drive back from Edinburgh because you're dead. That's amazing. Um, yeah, they'll do it for you. They'll drive you for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, fuck you, Southern Rail. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, so that was the show that I was trying. I tried to try to write. Failed to write. Wasn't satisfied shelved with it. it. You shelved it. I shelved yeah, it. Yeah, because you're going to come back to it probably. Uh, hopefully, yeah. maybe. Uh, although I have now told everybody. Yeah. It. Um, uh, so then that got shelved and I did try another thing which involved being in prison uh, the show the show yeah yeah good for yeah <laughs> you said about singing outside someone's window I'm just checking yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah the, it was about uh, the whole conceit of being in prison came from the fact that at the time I was planning to wear a Beatles juice suit just to troll people into thinking it was Beatles juice okay. Beatles juice uh, you know yeah. Uh, so I thought, why would I be wearing a stripy suit if I'd been to prison? Right. Gentleman's prison. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that is never a... F no one in prison wears a stripy... Gentleman's prison. Yeah. Okay, fine. Right. So then that... Maybe I go to the riffraff prison. <laughs> so then that became a, a thing for a while. But then again, I realised I was asking too much of the... It was too much of a leap, you know? Mm. Uh, and then I had this, I had this encounter with a friend where I sort of agonised over the show and not working a little bit and then and he put me right uh, and that became that became more about the show now because um, it, it really gave me a, a kick in the arse and a sort of a real it gave me a shot of perspective mm. and and that really sort of uh, yeah shifted what the show was about and I uh, yeah so the, yeah, so so the, so the wheel of shows. Originally, it was uh, me to av to avoid having a have to, but that's even it's to avoid having a uh, a a blurb that didn't leave me any wiggle room. That was the original concept, sort of cheating it. And then, as it's moved on, it's become sort of totemistic of the the pressure to do a thing, mm. uh, the indecision, and generally. Uh, yeah, procrastination. Mm. You know, any excuse to to not be doing the thing you're supposed to be doing, mm. and, and 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 so yeah, the, the the show is is kind of that. 
um, I hope. I hope it, in one way or another it's a glimpse into how I've been feeling about it for this past year, if anybody cares. Well, do you, uh, well this was going to be my next question is, uh, and you don't have to be specific about this, but have people moved over from Elverstead to this show? Like, are you noticing people tweeting you or, or buying tickets going, oh, I can't wait to see what Rob's doing next? Or are they just going, oh, great, the Elverstead is back? Elverstead guy. Um, because that, I mean, that was a, an honest concern of mine. Mm. Although I've been I've been assured by n- a number of people that that's all in my head. Yeah, but, but it's going to be in your head. You, know, yeah. you can't not. Yeah, you unless you sell out both, things. it's not going to not be in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, am I that guy? Um, some people I, I have had some some people say, ah, yeah, we're interested in seeing what this is. And I, in actual fact, there was a there was a, a a lady who came to a preview who uh, she saw Elvis dead at Mac and she was dragged along to it by her friend who was really into both things. <laughs> she was into Elvis and she was dragged along to it and she came to Wheel of Shows just to see what else. Because initially... What you could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I asked her, because we were speaking afterwards, you know, did, did, were you expecting more Elvis dead? And mm. she said, no, no, I, I just wanted to see what you were going to do. And, I, and that, gave, that was heartening yeah. to me because... I, I can't I can't be annoyed at people for maybe making that assumption because I mean I, I've I've had to turn down gigs who assume I'm a musical comedian. In fact, one gig actually I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm not bringing Elvis. I won't be doing any Elvis. And I was like, oh okay. Are you still bringing your guitar though? And you're going to do so? I don't do songs. I haven't got any songs. I've got those songs, mm. and that's a show that doesn't work outside of itself. You know, I've yeah. tried to chop it up. It it doesn't. It doesn't work out of context. It's. Yeah, I saw. I saw. You, I saw a video of you doing the Fast Fringe last year, and again, with all respect, I was like, "This isn't work." Like, th- I feel like everyone was just being quiet, wondering what it was. Yeah. And I don't mean that in an insulting way. As I said, I loved the show, but I just and and honestly, that was when I. Th- it was the one where you cut off your hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you're talking about how you should have favoured it. Like it's a big whack joke, essentially. Like it's like you know the There's, whole. Well, I should have. One part of it is, yes. Yeah, all right, so well, I like that bit the best because <laughs> that's my favourite of all the jokes, okay? I'm a typical middle-class white guy. I like a wanking joke, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, sorry, right. But anyway, my, my, point, my point was, it's, it's, it, ha- has that been a uh, stumbling block for promoting the show? And has that been a weird thing for people to list you as create, like, creator of Elvis Dead? And then people come along and you just go up and go, hey guys, so what so about, what about the girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, no, it's, it's, it's exactly, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It, that, I mean, again, that might be in my head, uh, but the, to, to an extent, I'm, I, I am now getting offers of gigs that I don't suit. In fact, uh, here at the Fringe, I've been offered sort of spots to go and do sort of some musical showcases to sort of give them, a, a, a little snippet uh, you do know it's this thing it's only this thing it doesn't work out of context I'm not that guy you know uh, so it, it has impacted to an extent is that frustrating? yeah I mean would you want to do the I, gig not, like not, ideally? not not uh, I'm sorry I, I, I feel like I want to change the tone of my yeah because I felt a bit it was a bit too emphatic okay. and and, and I mean, it is annoying, of course it's annoying, because you, you sort of think, well, ah, so I've managed to achieve a something to a certain level, but I've still got to break out of the confines of this thing before anybody will see me as anything other than that, mm. you know? And again, I don't know, 
maybe in my head probably most people don't care mm. I don't but, know. and this is a semi-personal question but I presume that a certain amount of your income comes from doing that show at this point yeah so there's there's a there's a dichotomy of you don't want to be seen as that but if you break away you're taking a risk of losing a chunk of money and maybe having to go back to a day job and all that sort of stuff i mean i don't i don't know how you perceive oh. day jobs i know i mean when i spoke to beck about beck hill about this um you know she was very like i loved my day job i love the people i work with i didn't want to have a day job but the fact that i got on with them and it was useful to kind of cushion me so i didn't have to worry so much about selling out gigs and stuff mm -hmm. it was helpful and i know a lot of comedians who see their job like that so i don't know if you saw it as a hindrance because it sounds like it was actually quite good to work around for Edinburgh and for, for comedy and things like that. To an extent, although it, it it because of the busiest time of an exams officer being uh, April, May, June, mm. and well, it's all it's all wind up from from January until until mm. the end of June. There's it makes it difficult to gig in those periods, and like that one of the reasons why I I, I left that job was because I wasn't available for things you know i wanted i wanted to be available to go and travel to wherever to mm. do the show um so i'm not i'm not uh against i i will happily bolster my income with a with another job because that's what this is you know mm. i mean it is a job isn't it ultimately I, I, um i'll bolster it with 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 a slightly less showbiz job um but obviously, it's going to have to be a job where there's a flexibility of, uh, uh, you know, being able to. I need to get to the other side of the country, so I'm going to have to leave at lunchtime, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, uh, I think I'm fairly easy to get on with. So I, I <laughs> no, I mean, the, 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 I didn't know where that was going. Sorry, that was why. No, in terms of, um, so I, so I don't know whether that's. I don't know whether that, 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 I've always got on with my colleagues. Mm. Uh, I mean, once pre previously when I was an electrician, there was um, there's a lot of machismo and testosterone floating around on building sites. So mm. I didn't get on with everybody. Yeah, you know because some people are bellends. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so yeah, uh, but by and large, I've always gotten on with my my work colleagues. Mm. Uh, well, one of, no, one of the things you said that I found really interesting was where you said I'm not a music act. I'm not a musician or that sort of thing. And I know you have been a musician. And, and I've been in bands, to. yeah. Yeah, but also... But I was only a... Uh, see, my friend Greg, who is uh, a guitarist of... Uh, he's, he's, he's Johnny B. Good. He can play... Right. He, 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 he hears... He can mm. play just by... He, he used, I mean, he's, he's done a music degree since, so he's, yeah. so he's learnt uh, all about theory. But initially, when he was playing, it was all ear stuff, so he could just pick mm. up a guitar, pick up a tune, and he's brilliant and i've been in a band with him and he he told me off for referring to the voice as not an instrument yeah i could see why he would do that and he's yeah he's very I think he's right he's very strong so so whenever i say oh i'm not i'm i'm just a singer you know and he, he'd go no no what you're doing is very important and, and so so yes in those terms i am a musician mm. um i used to play the organ as a kid 
don't smirk. I did. You did smirk. I saw you, know you smirk. Because you smirked. And I, I thought, play, I know, no, I'm hoping he's not going there. Every way. night, I play with my organ every night. Good, uh, good. No, no. Uh, How old were you? I was, <laughs> it, it was between sort of six and 16, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Was it 16? Yeah. And then I realised that there were other things to do with my time. Mm-hmm. Then play uh, with your organ. And then play with my organ. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and, I, and, I've, and I'm a terrible guitarist. I'm, I'm trying, I'm still trying, but, mm. it, you know, other things are afoot. So, yeah, uh, what was the question? My que- well, I, did, I, did, <laughs> I didn't finish it, you jumped in. And I sorry, 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 sorry. Well, the thing that really stood out to me about the show, like the thing that really I remembered. So, okay, so for me, when I'm structuring a show, the hard part is the ending for me, because I always want that to, I feel like you're always going to remember that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, whether it's shit or good, it's sort of the moment that most people remember, the because mo- it's the most recent part of yeah. it. And the opening bit, which I always used to think was where I had to set up for the ending. But now mm. I sort of wait five minutes in. On yours, what really stood out was where you go on stage kind of as Rob, if you like. You're like you're at this point, you're not, that, uh, as I said, I don't know how I'm going to say character, but you're not whoever yeah. that is on stage. And then you go, treat it as a concert. Just treat it as a concert. kind of. And that's not your first line, but that's its essence yeah, yeah. of what you say. So I'm wondering whether that has embedded in the industry that you want like you want this to be perceived more as a musical like a musical theatre that's funny or whether you saw it always as a comedy show that stand up with do you know what I mean like I'm wondering how you perceived it when you were saying that or when you say that line because that wasn't that until I knew that that was what people needed because audiences are sometimes reserved you know they 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 don't know that that's encouraged and nothing makes me happier when I'm doing the show when someone does unprompted do the backing you know right. or you know starts clapping along yeah uh in time <laughs> it's very important guys yeah. Yeah. uh hands are th- instrument too guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, uh so i put that in there in order to sort of hopefully loosen them up it's not it's not meant it's not meant to be a uh, a, a, a final word on what i'm doing as much as as much as it's meant to be it's for them. It's for it's for the, it's for the audience to, to to relax into. Oh, I'm not on edge. I'm not. You know, this is also. I think if somebody's turned up and they're expecting it to be maybe a song, and then I'm going to talk about Elvis mm. for ten minutes with hilarious anecdotes, and then and then do a song and then talk about Evil Dead for ten. You know, for ten, no guys, mm. it's not going to be that. Yeah. You know, um, I suppose I'd put it under comedy just because feels i believe i kind of feel like that's the field i'm working in and it was intended to be funny so so when you say is it still comedy yeah no but i mean it for me it blends a lot of genres and it blends a lot of different types of media so i was wondering just especially as you were saying that you're getting booked for like musical comedy gigs and things like that i was wondering whether that is because of the way you present it or the way that it's being presented, especially from the off? Well, that's that's not a question I can answer, Simon. All right. That's the, 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 they, they might have emailed no. back just going, oh, I thought you were a musician because I saw you do an hour of song. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I'm sure you've never got that exact email. <laughs> no, 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 of course. The, the you dickhead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'd, have, if I'd have known the answers to these questions in advance, then I'll prob- I'd have probably still done the show out of bloody mindedness and my own love of those two things however that these questions are kind of leading into my current quandary about who i am what i am where i'm going what i need to do to get like to to not be 
not typecast. That's the wrong word, but mm. you know. Um, that was my next well, question. Do you know what I find really odd? And I know I, I, I appreciate that if somebody writes a certain way, they go, "Ah, oh, I write one-line jokes." Mm. You know, that's my thing. That's that's what I do. Why? People seem very intent upon being classified in a box. Mm. You know, uh, that that person does one-liners. This person does, you know, angry. Uh, or is it? No, you know, yeah, what, I I mean. know what I mean. No, you know what I mean. Bill Burr kind of thing. Yeah, yeah sort yeah, of yeah. enraged. Or, you know, they are oh, this this person is always whimsical. This person's musical. Um, why? Why is I, that? I don't think that's a comedian thing. I think that's the industry. Because it's easier to sell someone. Oh, it is easy to sell. Yeah, yeah. no, fair. That's so fair. I don't. I personally don't want to be boxed. But whenever I've chatted to two agents in the last three months, and both of them have said, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? Who, yeah, exactly. Who yeah. are you? What do yeah, you yeah. do? Well, no, like one of them saw my show and then went, oh, what, what do you do? And I was like, really? Like you? It was an hour of that. You, <laughs> like, were, you, know, you were just in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, then, but then, but then they followed it up with just like, no, no, no. We know you're fun. We've come down. We know you're funny. But we're just wondering what else you do. What other strings yeah, you've exactly. got to your bow? Yeah, and, no, and, and like, how yeah. can we sell that? Because at the moment. It's funny, but it's you're just you know you, you blend in very nicely to a lot of other type of people that look like you and act like you and do a very not a similar thing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And it's not an insult to you; it's just them saying we are trying to do a business here. We need to know how to sell it. And with yours, obviously, it, there's a very easy pitch now, or at least I feel like the pitch is easier now for them to say. I mean, forget forget about all the awards and stuff. For you to go to a conference place and say, I tell the story of Elvis, sorry, Evil Dead, too. As it, uh, through the eyes, if you like, or through the, the stylings of Elvis. And there's certain conferences, and not conferences, um, yeah, and, uh, conventions, that easily would go, well, yeah, we, why would we not have that? Like, that seems like yeah. it would work. And I suppose m that leads in nicely to the whole idea about what is the convention se scene like, like versus the festival scene that you've been doing? Uh, good. No, the, yeah. The, um, is there any difference? Is it um, I d a convention performance isn't necessarily set up in the best environment for comedy. Right. You know, uh, sometimes you will be in a wide open space with tables that are far away from the audience and like a, it'll often be in like a cavernous sort of part of a hall. Something will be going on on the other side. Mm. I mean, occasionally you get put into a into a room on your own little room but then of course you've then got to hope that people come up to it yeah and i suppose it's a different time of the day as well like because generally that shows i mean uh, the fringe especially it's late, late show, yeah. yeah so but it could be at two in the afternoon if it's a day convention i suppose yeah how does that affect the show um well <laughs> i mean when you've done it in you know bright lights and without any of the um you know the the, the, the mood setting um it still works. I'm not, you know, it's still, a, it's still, I, I think it's because the audience will react to the, they become, if, if you were, if, if you started the show and it was dark and moody and hazy and, you know, there was all this sort of uh, horror affectations and then, and then they were stripped away and suddenly you're in a brightly lit cavernous room, that would be difficult. I think that would be a gear change. Not, not that's ever going to happen, but you know, the, you you would just to what you've got, don't you? You, you mm. just to what you've seen and what you've got. So it it doesn't change it that much. Um, I suppose it changes the uh, awakeness, alertness of the audience, mm. um, and 
how drunk they are. Would it? Would you ever to to detach yourself from it? Would you ever like franchise it out to have someone else play the the lead if you like? Like, have you ever thought about basically not being in it and then just having a writing credit for it, sort of thing? Um, I think that's that. Ultimately, why not? I mean, uh, uh, there's going to come a point. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is this is uh, theorizing that the 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 show has a long enough life. But there's going to come a point, if it does, where I'm, uh, you know, too grey and leathery, <laughs> to uh, and too paunchy to 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 convincingly be not necessarily oh, late got, late yeah, stage Elvis, say, yeah, but but um, but Ash, because at the moment I think yeah. straddling the line is quite important, um, and even though he, through the TV show, eventually becomes the leathery paunchy, mm. you know middle-aged um yeah this is this isn't a yeah i th- yeah I, I i would but i feel like i need to do more with it first i get you you know i mean if this show gets got fr- if, this sh- if this show got franchised and taken further and further and then got and then started doing big places like like big places and like the vegas show that i dream of um i would be Gutted that it wasn't me doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although there is something to be said, you know, maybe the the the, the next person would be better. I mean, I prefer the Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. So, you know, it's it's not, you know you don't subjective. necessarily it's yeah, subjective. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to like the the, the person who wrote a thing. Hmm. Um, you know, interpretations and what have you. Do you think, because this was a sort of side question that you sort of touched upon, so I will ask it. Have, because you're playing two characters from two different things, who have, you know, there's, there's crossover to the looks and stuff. Has that affected, so if you had to, like, make sure you stay a certain shape or, like, have the sideburns or, like, do you know what I mean? Like, is there a certain element of it beyond the, the Elvis shirt and, and, you know what I mean, that you've had to work around and stay in a certain way? Um, I've, every, I've, for the past 18 months uh i've gone into the same hairdresser and asked for the same haircut and every time i mean this isn't a criticism of of her but every time she goes she says hey, what grade was it on the sides you know and it's yeah, yeah. it's become a running joke, a joke you know yeah. um does she know the show she knows why you're doing it kind of. she knows why yeah. she hasn't seen it but she knows oh, okay. why um it's it, it, that that was an odd series of months when we were, you know, how normally it's ah oh, oh yeah, where are you going on holiday? Mm. No, the, 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 that became the, the the topic of conversation was all about Edinburgh and everything and, and how am I doing and all that stuff. So, mm. so that was quite nice. Yeah, so uh, so I, I have a haircut to maintain. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous, uh, and I try. I like to try to be as like relatively clean shaven for the show. Because, well, for obvious reasons, both of them were relatively clean. Sh- I mean, you know, mm. there's definite stubble in, yeah. a- in Ashy's case. Yeah. So, so there's that. I don't think there's any particular pressure in terms of physique, because it's not like it's not like um, Ash was ever painted as being like a, a super buff strongman, and because of the uh, time frame for Elvis. Again, whilst he may have had those, you know, film roles where he was buff, 
that people are a bit more forgiving of yeah. I, I don't know I, um, I was just wondering if it was a factor like I wondered if it, it had come in your head where you're like I'm playing these two parts and I obviously can't you know I can't dye my hair blue for example of course because you know not saying that's what you wanted to do but it's yeah. it's uh, it's linked into what I perceive when you said before where you know it's what you're getting known for, or what you are becoming known for yeah it's kind of taking over more than just your professional life because it would eke into your personal life in that way. Yeah, yeah. insofar as I've got to maintain a haircut, yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it would just be that, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mainly, um, I mean, previously when I've come up to the fringe, I haven't been uh, backward in heading to the bar, mm. you know, um, but I am conscious that my, that my voice is important to me now. Mm more than just croaking out some jokes and that, again that's not that's not an insult to anybody who isn't doesn't have to worry about that but uh i am conscious of the fact that singing solidly for an hour every night is i give or take mm. um is uh it, it's gonna put some demands on your voice so uh i'm i'm, dr I'm drinking less than i would so that's not necessarily a lifestyle thing um yeah, thinking about that, and I, I am a tea machine. I do love a cup of tea, and uh, dairy's not good for singing either. So, mm. so you know, choosing when to sort of be the cut-off point. Yeah, you know, yeah, with, with that sort of thing. But no, over, overall, it's fairly. I mean, it, it it has impacted my life insofar as I'm still making the plates for the show, yeah. the breakable plates, because. Uh, I don't have the budget for the theatre ones. Right. I don't. I don't at present. I mean, fingers crossed, eh? That's interesting. How expensive are the the theatre ones? Well, I ha right. I'm not going to say. That. I haven't got it on uh, update and no, notification. No. But the one time that I, the one time that I looked into it, the cheapest I could find them for without bulk buying, because mm. at the time I didn't know how many shows I was going to yeah, need to do. Um, Eleven pounds each. Now I don't. That's I, about. That's more than a regular plate. Yeah. Well, because it's got to break safely, hasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose. You know, you can... I could smash, you know, the... Uh, a, a, as the plates over my head and then cut my arms up when I'm crawling around on the floor in it. Save you on blood. They say, so, you know, ah. save on fire. <laughs> oh, man, why didn't I... Why didn't I think of that? This is why you need a director, mate. It's why you yeah, need... That's what right. I've got you here. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like using real bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Just extras. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm still making the plates. Uh, so that's kind of become an ongoing part of my not necessarily 10% a plate making machine like sort of, yeah yeah it's not every day <laughs> well I know when you're talking about uh, body and appearance mm. what I mean is in, in some in terms of things that I've had to incorporate into my life mm. you know in terms of uh, making sure I've got enough for the next thing so I've got to factor that into my yeah. I know that wasn't the question no, no, but it no. but it is something that I've now absorbed into my it's interesting in, this, yeah? in the sense yeah yeah. Okay. Final question. Mm -hmm. What is actually final two questions? What is the? Actually, I've just realised by saying it that way, it sounds like this is the. F do that again, right? Mm. What is the best and worst thing that's come out of this show for you? Okay. Let's get let's get soppy. Uh, the best. It's not. I'm unfortunately not very industry. I'm afraid. Um, the best is the fact that the through the nomination the show uh i met my girlfriend oh that's sweet um so so 
yeah, that's that's probably the best thing. That's it wasn't Nina like Nika Burns. It wasn't like the running the award person. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 this is where we find out how you really won. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's because I mean that's a tough question. That's a big ask, really. I mean, mm. there's so many lovely things and so many great things have happened. Um, uh, yeah. That's 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 she's probably the biggest thing because it's yeah it's great worst thing I mean, we've probably already touched on it um the worst thing isn't even that bad it's just i'm now uncertain as to how i'm perceived and I, and whether that now is going to be my lot you know yeah like a one hit wonder type thing yeah okay and that's and that's okay as I say, you know, there are worse things than being. There are worse things in life than being Lou Baker. Yeah. You know. He's not a one. I've got his old album. Name me two songs. Mumbo number four. Uh, Mumbo <laughs> number four. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. The album is pretty uh, obvious. If you like. <laughs> it's just one. How many song. tracks are there? Yeah, there are ten tracks. What's ten the last track? <laughs> Mumbo number ten. Mumbo number ten. Yeah, it's a bonus one. Um, yeah. There's. I mean. Yeah, there's there's worse things. Yeah. So it's uncertainty, but then I, I was I, I had it pointed out to me just recently uh by uh, by another act that uncertainty is my whole thing. It's what yeah. I, apparently it's what I do. Yeah. So uh, that's that's <laughs> you should be used to it. Maybe I can yeah, yeah maybe I can uh, embrace this. I <laughs> don't know. Uh I've, I it has occurred to me that being being a comedian being a devil's advocate, able to see both sides of most arguments kind of guy isn't very helpful for a comedian. No. Not at all. No. I, I always find myself in positions where I'm going, uh, well, this, but then maybe that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's good. It, it, yeah, he just cut you up, but he's, he might not know the roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might not know the roads. He didn't, I don't think, imagine if you were in another city that you didn't know, yeah. you might, cut someone up accidentally and you don't want them to hate you also also he might just want to pass on his anger so he doesn't have it anymore you don't know i you, don't know you're being you're being unselfish by not taking that i'm anger a on. oh <laughs> what, wait what i'm a sort of anger that's, that's a rage conduit yeah i always say i always assume that someone's just having a bad day and they don't want to have it anymore so they're passing it on to me when they cut me up like they're just going you take that now and pass it on if you want to yeah imagine if you don't and you become like a welfare for rage for it well, you become Bill Burr you become <laughs> Bill Burr <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah you do you just get angry right la- absolute last question if you could go right it's, it, the, the normal question for this is if you could go back to the start of your career and give yourself one bit of advice what would it be mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of rephrase it and say if you could go back to that dressing room where you were talking to those other two comedians mm-hmm. and having the kernel of the idea yeah. and you could tell your past self one bit of advice that would maybe have been helpful or just calmed you down, or, or you know, just just sort of guided you a bit better than what you maybe went through. What would that be? Um, <laughs> the, the, the fairly, I suppose I would say, don't leave it till the last minute, because <laughs> uh, I, I was working on it. But there was things that were just left so late before that first Leicester performance. Yeah, like d- get on with it, mate. You know. Uh, also, don't rush it, which is, I know, sounds so contradictory, yeah. 
but it's not. You're taking it's both like, sides. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's not contradictory. What I mean is, don't muck about, don't waste your time, and don't leave it to the last minute. But also, you don't necessarily have to get it out tomorrow. So when it comes mm. to that first time, don't go, ah, well, this will do. No, no, mm. get it right. Mm. Um, you're f- you're, I am the future you, and you, I am depending <laughs> on you. Um, uh, yeah, probably that. Also, uh, practice your falling. Right. Practice your falling over, because because mm. that's going to be important to you soon. <laughs> um, yeah. I d- there's. I I think I think the thing. I think the thing that I would probably tell myself, not necessarily if I did go all the way back, I would say the idea can be king you know you don't necessarily um there's a there's a there's a midlands act that um that um he seems sort of set on the idea that marketing a thing is key and i'm not saying it's not but i mean if 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 this if this whole story of where i've gotten through to with elvis dead is any kind of vindication for any kind of stance it's that the idea was king i mean it, it didn't hurt, it didn't hurt that i had a beautiful poster mm. uh, that, that perfectly which is marketing i'm well aware yeah. i do know that but what i mean is I, I reckon i could pitch that show to people marketing that's still pitching isn't it yeah so, okay what i mean is uh word the, of mouth could the count. word of mouth yeah which is still marketing, but I think it's not quite the same. But it's not quite the same. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's quite as much, uh, but, but biz, there's no business, there's mm. less business investment. You into, can't buy that. You can't buy no. it, you can't. So you have to earn it. And I think, I, th- I feel like that, I, I, I'm, or at least this show is proof positive that if your idea is strong enough, this all sounds so, so, self backslap I'm sort of self aggrandizing it and I'm not I don't mean like that. I'm trying this is this is what I was if I'd have won the thing when they won the Edinburgh Fringe Award, this is what I was I, I sort of thought, what would you say? What on earth would you say to people? And I want and, and like I thought, I don't know what I'll say. I will tell all the weirdos that their stupid idea is worth pursuing. You know, there's more do, do pursue it because the idea is the thing, you know? Um of course that might then Open, open, Pandora's box young, yeah. young me, uh, in uh, younger me might then start developing all the s- really stupid ideas, yeah. had, and w- the world doesn't need that. No. Okay, thank you, thank you for coming. It's on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. That was Rob. I love talking to him about the future of the Elvis Dead show, but also his own career. Uh, I, I get his anxiety and worry, not at the same level, of course, but of where his success is going to lead him but also the pressure of an awkward second show and if he'll be forever typecast in the role of the music media mashup guy which as he said isn't the worst thing in the world but is it all he wants to do i don't know doesn't sound like it's everything he has but it does sound like something he might work on in the future also his thoughts on awards and which ones made a difference to him personally and professionally and there were some unusual answers in there that I wasn't quite expecting so for me that's that's the most interesting part is hearing secondhand through his own words what awards gave him the boost that made his career go up a level up a notch and helped him move forward within the circuits that he's running in which is largely the convention circuit 
and also festivals taking that show around the country. If you like this episode, you might also enjoy my interview with Louisa Omalan, which was recorded just after her amazingly successful debut hour at the Edinburgh Festival called What Would Beyonce Do? If you just scroll back, I think it's like episode 12, Uh, If you ever listen back to that, that's another very good interview on the same lines as this one. If you're new here, please do remember to hit the subscribe button. If you're old here, please do remember to give us an honest, ideally positive review in iTunes. Five stars would be the dream, but if not, a four-star rating with a review that reads like a five-star is just as good. And either way, please do consider giving us a donation to keep the podcast going. You can either do this on PayPal at simonkane.co.uk or on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ask the industry podcast all donations no matter how big or small really help the project continue so if this was worth 80p 20 quid 100 pounds of your money please do donate it to me if you can from the bottom of my heart i appreciate all donations and i can't thank the people enough who do it intermittently to help this show out as i've said to a few people who've emailed recently uh, i don't break even on these podcasts by a long chalk so if you want to help support me around the christmas period then uh, I would really appreciate a little bit of money just thrown my way if you can. Uh, If you can't, I understand money's tight at this time of year, but it's also the time where people are generous sometimes. So if you want to give me a quid or two or 20, 20 would be nice, then please do consider doing that. The Ask Industry Podcast is a fruit that got in gravity's way production for the internet. All elements were created by me, comedian Simon Kane. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for rating and donating if you do. I'll see you all in about 14 days' time. Uh, before you go, before you go, before you go, uh, I just want to quickly say uh, I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Festival. I'm drilling down the details on dates, times, and all that sort of stuff. But just so you're aware, uh, I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Festival in 2019. I'm also going to be previewing the show from about April onwards around the country. And then I'm going to be on tour in September and October. Now, This is the most vague plug I've done for anything, but essentially I'm going to be updating my website with these details as soon as they are available. Please do keep an eye out for them. I'd really appreciate it as that would really help. The one thing I can confirm is I am doing a one-off potentially DVD record. Again, that is something I'm, I'm dealing with. I'm sorting it out of sex drugs and other things I never do at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London on the 21st of March 2019. If you can come to that, please do. Uh, if you would like to get half off the tickets, tweet me. Tweet, tweet me something like... Tweet, tweet, me, tweet me something mysterious like, my, uh, my favourite macaroon is strawberry flavoured, right? Tweet, tweet me that and I would DM you the discount code so you can get money off your tickets to come and see that show live i'd really love to get some of your listeners in and to watch the show i'm really really excited about it but also really nervous about it as it's quite a big space even though it's uh, the studio space but um yeah i want to get the the thing recorded and out the door so if you can come please do if you can't come please tell a friend and hopefully they'll come thanks for listening bye 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.